Joining us on the program today, we have Ray Walker. He's the director of the Medicare Assistance Program at the Oklahoma Insurance Department. And, Ray, thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you for having me. I love coming down here. This is like, what, the fourth year? It's been, I don't know, we try to do it every year because it's it's that time of year where uh, a lot of folks in Oklahoma have the option to uh, sign up for uh, uh, their same Medicare program or a different Medicare program and just a lot of things to consider over the next few weeks. Absolutely. You know, uh, we think it's very, very important for all seniors, not just the people that are looking at Medicare Advantage plans, but for everybody to seriously take a look at what's paying for their health care uh, every year. You know, different. some people have retirement plans and other people may have retired from the military. Uh, other people are still working past the age of 65, so they've got group health insurance coverage. And then other people are on just good old traditional Medicare uh, that we've heard about, you know, all our lives. And so we feel like it's important for folks to uh, evaluate what coverage they've got and see if there's anything that they might want to change or add to it uh, to make sure that they've got the coverage that they need. So we, uh, we work very closely with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS. That's the people in Washington that actually run the Medicare program. And uh, we're, we're kind of a local branch for them. We try to help seniors uh, understand what Medicare is and how Medicare works and what are the different options that are available to people uh, who have Medicare, such as Medicare supplement plans and Medicare Advantage plans. And so this is a very, very busy time of year for us. This is the time of year. Open enrollment has already started. Uh, this is the time of year when we want people to be looking at their Part D prescription drug plans to make sure that the plan that they're on is going to give them the best coverage at the best price. Not every Part D prescription drug plan, and there's, there's going to be 23 different Part D plans available for 2022. Last year, or I should say this year in 2021, there were uh, 30 different plans. So we know that we're going to have seven fewer plans than we had last year. So it's important, especially for those people whose plan might be going away, you want to make sure that you're getting enrolled in another plan. But each one of those plans covers a different list of drugs. Not every plan covers all the same drugs. And they also have different prices. They have different monthly premiums. They have different co-pays for their drugs. Uh, all these different things can really have a huge impact on the amount that's coming out of a person's pocket, not to mention the fact their doctor may have changed some of their prescriptions. So we want to make sure that we get them enrolled in the right drug plan that's going to give them the best coverage for the following year uh, so that, it, you know, it kind of reduces some of the worry on most folks. Um, and then also for those people who are interested in enrolling in what's called a Medicare Advantage plan, those are those HMOs and PPOs that are available uh, through private companies. Uh, and those are, those are a little bit different from the drug plans in that, you know, I mentioned a moment ago that we had 23 Part D drug plans, and that's for the whole state. That's, that's across the state. Anybody can enroll in those plans. But when you're talking about the Medicare Advantage plans, and that, those plans not only cover your drugs, but they also include the health care coverage. Those, uh, those numbers change pretty much by county. Uh, there's, let's say, for example, in Grady County, there's going to be 29 different Medicare Advantage plans. 
some of those are HMOs and some of those are PPOs. And if you want, we can talk about a little bit about what the differences are between those. And then in Comanche County, which is actually, you would think, would have more plans, they actually have fewer plans. They have 15 different Medicare Advantage plans available. And then in Stevens and Garvin County, those both have 22 Medicare Advantage plans each. In Caddo County, there's also 22 Medicare Advantage plans. And then lastly, McLean County has 26. So as you can see, it's kind of all over the place. Oklahoma County has 36 different Medicare Advantage plans. And we have several counties that have only two or maybe four Medicare Advantage plans. Now let me ask this here, Ray. Uh, do you do you get a Medicare Advantage plan in the county that you live in, or uh, can you get one in a neighboring county? How does that work? You really need to stick with the plans that are available where you live. You have to live within the plan service area. Uh, there are specific rules that a person has to follow if they enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan. Being in a Medicare Advantage plan can be very cost-effective. Uh, it, it's something that each individual person has to kind of assess and decide, is, am I the right kind of person for a Medicare Advantage plan? Because uh, they can be very cost-effective, but they also have rules you have to follow, uh, such as you have to pick, you know, you have to use their network of providers. If you go outside of that network, you could wind up having to pay a whole lot more money. Uh, you have to live within the plan service area. Uh, also, they're going to have requirements for prior authorization for certain services, things like MRIs and surgeries and things like that. So, you know, you working with your provider would have to go to the Medicare Advantage plan to get approval before you receive some of those services. So it's important for an individual to really think about whether or not a Medicare Advantage plan works for them. One of the first things that I suggest that people who are, are considering this, go to your doctors, go to the providers that you like to use and ask them, what are the plans? What are the Medicare Advantage plans that you participate with? That keeps you from getting enrolled in something that's going to prevent you from being able to see those uh, providers that you've already established a relationship with. So it's very critical that people consider those offers. Now, for some people, they don't want a Medicare Advantage plan. They don't want uh, to have to go through the process of getting authorizations, or perhaps they travel a lot. They may be one of these people that spend six months of the year here in Oklahoma and the other six months down on the coast or something. Or maybe they travel a lot just because, you know, they retired well and God bless them. But uh, for those people, they might want to consider a Medicare supplement policy. Uh, Medicare supplement policies are also called a Medigap plan. And for, you know, like the name says, those are, those are plans that work with your traditional Medicare, parts A and B. They kind of uh, step in and pay what's left over after original Medicare is paid. Right, and that can uh, that can cut down your your medical costs too down the line. You don't have to have a supplemental plan, uh, but it's nope. probably advisable to have one if you can. You know, mm -hmm. Medicare Medicare Part A and Part B they're going to cover approximately eighty percent of your health care costs, but that twenty percent can be pretty sizable when you think about the cost of health care in today's society. And so, you know, we want people to have adequate coverage so that they're not having to spend their retirement on health care. They can spend it on other things. Uh, and so that's part of the, the purpose behind our program is we want people to know what their options are, and then we want to also dig a little bit deeper and help them evaluate each one of those options. So we're not going to just go through, you know, whether you're 
a good candidate for an HMO or a PPO, we can actually, uh, we've got a tool that we use called Plan Finder, and we can actually look at where they live, look at what drugs they take, look at all of this information, and help them identify which plan is actually going to be the best one for them moving into the next year. Uh, we're not going to tell people which plan to enroll in. Uh, that's that's not our job, but we can give them all the information so that they can make the most educated decision they can for themselves. Is that something uh, individuals can access on their own, or they have to go through your office to do that? They can, absolutely. It's not There's no password or anything like that. A person can actually go to Medicare.gov, and they can look at that information on their own if they'd like to. Uh, we also have people that will sometimes get out there and look at their own information, and then they'll call us just to say, okay, am I looking at this right? Or this is what I'm seeing. Do you think I, you know, does this make sense to you? Am I missing anything? And uh, we're happy to do that as well. It, it just kind of depends. As you know, the people that are aging into Medicare now uh, are a little more computer savvy. And so they're more comfortable getting on those things. So we, we want to help people where they're at. Other people just want us to deal with it, and we're happy to do that as well. Sure. I mean, this uh, this could be a time-consuming, uh, uh, you know, effort. It, it, it could take uh, a couple weeks to do all the research, and is it worth the making a change? Should I stay with what I'm doing? Uh, uh, a lot of big decisions to make. It is. It is. And it, has a, it can have a significant impact, you know, moving forward. One of the things that we always um, – are very cautious about is for, you know, Oklahoma's got a lot of rural area. And uh, where, when if you live in Oklahoma City or Tulsa, you may have 20 or 30 different pharmacies to choose from. But when you get into the more rural parts of our state, you want to make sure that you are selecting the pharmacies or the plans that are contracted with the pharmacies that are local to you. A few years ago, we had a situation where... Uh, there were a lot of people who enrolled in a plan in a specific city, and it turned out that that plan was, was pretty exclusive with one particular pharmacy, and the closest one of those pharmacies was about 45 minutes away. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we certainly don't want another one of those situations. So we, we, we try to look at that stuff. And then I was also going to share with you, we got a new tool that we use now, and, you know, we talked about Medicare Advantage plans and how those differ and uh, trying to make the right choice about those. That other option we mentioned, the Medigap plans or the Medicare supplement plans, we have a tool that we can use that will also give you some good information about what the rates are for those plans as well. So if you're someone who's new to Medicare and you want to get a good idea of what the rates would be for you or a Medicare supplement plan, uh, we've got this tool that can uh, help us compare the various uh, carriers and their rates for whatever plan that you're interested in uh, on Medicare supplement plans. So, no, we can't enroll you in a Medicare supplement plan, nor do we enroll people in Medicare Advantage plans. In the state of Oklahoma, you have to be a licensed insurance agent to enroll an individual in either one of those plans. So we would, you know, we can help you identify how to get in touch with those uh, different companies if you choose to enroll in one of those. Now, Enrolling in a Part D drug plan, we can help you with that. But I just want to make sure people know that that uh, you will have to talk to someone, either the company directly or a local agent, uh, if once you decide what you want to do in terms of enrolling in those plans. So you've got a toll-free number that folks can call uh, 24-7, right? And you've got a live person answering the phone any time of yep. day or night? Yep, 
That phone number is 1-800-763-2828. And like you said, someone answers that phone 24-7. And, you know, now until December 7th is your time to make those decisions. Once December 8th gets here, it's too late. Oh, and I did want to mention something else, George. Mm-hmm. There's another time period that's relatively new. We've actually had this for a couple of years now, but a lot of people don't don't know about this. A lot of people are very reluctant to try a Medicare Advantage plan. And uh, so, you know, they, they, they don't, because, you know, with a Medicare Advantage plan, once you enroll in that plan, you're in that plan for the year until the next open enrollment period. Beginning a couple of years ago, CMS implemented what's called the Medicare Advantage open enrollment period. This one runs from January 1st to March 31st, and it's specifically for people who are already enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan. Um, During that time period, from January 1st to March 31st, someone who is enrolled in the Medicare Advantage plan can change to a different Medicare Advantage plan if they want to, or they can disenroll and go back to traditional Medicare and pick up a Part D drug plan. So it's an opportunity for someone to possibly explore whether or not they would like a Medicare Advantage plan, but still have the option of making some changes there early in the year if they wanted to. Let's talk about Medicare fraud, and that is a big issue and always has been and probably always will be. And I appreciate you bringing that up because it's very interesting, George. We recently, uh, I don't know if people have have heard about this or not. It's been on the news. But there was a lot of fraud taking place, particularly related to Medicare beneficiaries, about these genetic tests. And uh, these these, uh, callers, people were calling people either claiming to be from a specific company or from Medicare itself. And claiming that Medicare was now covering this test, this genetic test, for their risk of cancer. And naturally, all of us are very fearful of cancer, and if there's the possibility of us being at risk for cancer, we want to know about it. So they make a very convincing story telling people that Medicare will now cover this cancer test, and they want to send them a kit uh, to collect a sample and... They want their Medicare number and date of birth and all this other information, and it will tell them what their risk of cancer is. There's a number of varieties of how this turns out to be fraud. Uh, In some situations, the person who's on the phone collects all this information, including their Medicare number, and the test kit never shows up. Uh, It was a scam from the very beginning. Really, all they wanted was the Medicare number, uh, and, and that was really what they were after, period. In other situations, we've had other callers recently who actually did receive a test kit, quote-unquote, in the mail, and it's basically a pretty simple-looking kit that's got a cotton swab, and it it tells them to rub the inside of their cheek to collect some cells and put it in this little tube. But there's a form that's a questionnaire that gives all sorts of personal information on there. And uh, that also is dangerous because all this personal information can be used to steal the person's identity. Uh, so it's 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 very and that we've had three reports of this this exact fraud scheme in just the last week here in Oklahoma, 
And it's not just in one part of the state. One report was up in central, northern central Oklahoma. One was in the northeast part, and then uh, another one in the Norman area. So they are, these calls are coming from probably outside the country. Uh, the individuals who are speaking on the phone uh, appear to have a heavy accent. And uh, in some situations, they've been very, very abrupt in terms of, of, of very pushy. Very, you've got to do this. You really need to take this test. It's very, very important. And so uh, it's, it's more important now than ever that people understand if you don't know who's calling, you have the option of not answering the phone. If it's important, they will leave a message. Uh, or if you do answer the phone and you don't know who this person is, hang up. Don't say yes. Don't say thank you. Don't say I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to talk to you. Just hang up the phone. There's no reason to have a conversation with these people at all. The other fraud scheme that we're hearing about is, and this one keeps going on and on and on. I don't know why. But uh, they're calling, claiming to be from uh, Medicare, and that Medicare is coming out with these new plastic Medicare cards. And that these cards are going to be fantastic because they're going to be so much more durable than the paper cards, and that they're going to be able to to keep all of this, uh, it's going to be like your credit cards that has that magnetic strip, and on that magnetic strip, it's going to keep all this information like your allergies and past surgeries and uh, health history and all that stuff so that if there's an emergency and uh, the ambulance pulls up and stuff, those EMTs are going to be able to take that card and they can just swipe it in this machine, and they know everything there is to know about you, including how to contact your loved one. Uh, to tell them that you've been in an accident. Now, doesn't that sound like a great call? Wow. How devious. I mean, how devious is that? Yeah. yeah, and who wouldn't want one of those cards? Yeah, exactly. It's, Heck, I'm not on Medicare yet, and I want one. And uh, so, but they, it sounds so plausible. That's that's one of the ways that they get away with all of this, is they make it sound so believable. Who wouldn't go for it? Right, but Medicare will not call you. They get they do everything through the U.S. mail, right? That is correct. Now, if you contact them first, if you've had an issue, say, with a bill or something like that, and you've tried to reach CMS first, they may call you back, but they're not going to make a standalone outbound call to you uh, for no reason. So uh, that that would not happen. So we, we tell people, and, and if people do feel like they've gotten a call like this, or they may have accidentally given out too much information, we want them to give us a call at that same 800 number. Uh, we can take that report. Uh, we'll want as much information as we possibly can, and uh, we can file a, a report uh, with the folks in Washington and uh, possibly, hopefully, get ahead of some of this fraud. Yeah, we want uh, our our audience uh, today, to, if you haven't gotten a, a pen and paper, uh, to grab one right quick, and we'll have Ray repeat that uh, toll-free number you can call uh, 24-7, uh, whether it's uh, about the uh, Medicare Assistance Program or reporting fraud or anything like that. I guess they could also call their local uh, law enforcement if they suspect uh, they've been a victim of fraud. You can uh, most of the time. It's only. It's never a bad idea to contact your local law enforcement because what that does is it creates a record of the date and time when you reported uh, the crime, uh, the alleged crime. Where that comes into play to your benefit is, let's say that someone does steal uh, 
and, and we're getting a little bit outside of the Medicare realm. Let's say that somebody stole your Social Security number. As you know, we said that form that they send with that genetic test might ask for a lot more other, a lot of other personal information. Well, let's say on there was that Social Security number. If somebody gets a hold of that, they can do quite a bit of damage to your finances. And by calling your local law enforcement and making that date now is on record at their office, if you do start seeing false charges on your credit card statements, you're able to report that to the credit card company, and you can direct them to that local law enforcement agency who can substantiate the fact that you called on this date to report that potential uh, breach of security. Some good information from Ray Walker today. He's the Director of Medicare Assistance with the Oklahoma Insurance Department. Uh, talk about the senior Medicare patrol that uh, is available through your office, Ray. We, we do the seminars. We, you know, we were coming out before the pandemic. We used to go out and do a lot of presentations about fraud. We're somewhat limited right now because, uh, you know, we're still coming out from under the pandemic. And uh, so uh, we, we are... What we've been doing the past year is webinars, and uh, they're through our website on the uh, oid.ok.gov website, uh, but we call them Hoodwink. And we, got, we had speakers from different agencies, such as the Attorney General's Office, the Securities Commission, Social Security, uh, talk about fraud as it relates to their agencies. And then, of course, I was speaking on Medicare fraud, and we're probably going to do those again this year. Uh, we'll do those in uh, probably the April-May time frame, so there'll be more information about those on our website. wanted to also tell you, George, we currently are doing a webinar series on Medicare, getting ready for Medicare open enrollment. And we have asked speakers from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to be our, our experts on these calls. We've got one uh, that's going to be talking specifically about Part D, the prescription drug plans, and Melissa Scarborough, from the Dallas Regional Office for CMS, is going to be our speaker. And now, will those be on, uh, are, are those going to be uh, where they can go back and watch them if they're not going to be able to watch live? Absolutely. We're going to post, uh, after the event, we'll have them posted. There'll be a link on our website that people can go to. In fact, I'm glad you said that. We had one, Gay Humphrey, talked about the Medicare updates for 2022, and a person who would like to can go to that same place, and there's a button right next to it that says, Watch Now. So, you know, we're going to have a session on Medicare Part B, one on Medicare Advantage plans, and then another session on Medicare Supplement plans. These are going to be on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. So if people can join us, we would love to have them. All right. Uh, or if you've got insomnia, you can watch it uh, on your own at 2 o'clock in the morning if you need to, right? <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Uh, you bet. Uh, so, uh, again, you've got uh, counseling available through your office with some some trained folks. How many? How big is your staff up there fielding all these phone calls? You know, it's interesting because we're in, we're in the same boat as a lot of other businesses. We've had a couple of openings uh, that came open and uh, haven't been very successful in finding uh, people to fill those. So we've got about four people that work in our office. And then we also work with uh, another entity that, that takes some of our calls, and that's what gives us the ability to do calls after hours. So we've got four or five people over there as well. Then we also contract with agencies around the state. So depending on where you're located geographically, there may be an area agency on aging that you could contact that we've trained that can also assist you. So if you'd like to talk to someone and sit down 
with you know across the desk from them, assuming they're open. You know, the pandemic is still impacting some of our agencies, but uh, you can always contact them. For instance, uh, the Association of South Central Oklahoma Government, ASCOG, down in Duncan, is one of the agencies. Uh, Christina Manriquez runs the uh, AAA program down there, does a great job. Uh, and so she can help people in Stevens County, uh, Garvin County, uh, Comanche County. We also work uh, with uh, uh, the, uh, let me think here for a minute, Great Plains Improvement Foundation. Uh, there's individuals there that can assist people. So there's a lot of local agencies, and if you're interested in learning what the agency is in your area, give us a call, and we can tell you who you can talk to that might be closer to home. Let's talk about uh, long-term care, and in the final moments of our program, uh, what you can help folks uh, with, with advice on that. Okay. Uh, long-term care is, is shifting. There's a, there's a lot of changes that are taking place with long-term care. For a while there... There were a lot of companies that were selling these long-term care insurance policies that were meant to cover the costs uh, if a person uh, needed to move into maybe an assisted living facility. Uh, they, you know, they they didn't want to go to a nursing home, uh, but they weren't really able to stay at home safely. Uh, there were these assisted living facilities, and uh, this helped cover the costs for those facilities, and they can be pretty expensive. Uh, the problem is. When these policies were created, there were a number of factors that have changed dramatically. At the time that they first came out with these policies, people, the life expectancy was nowhere near as long as it is now. Also, medical costs have, have skyrocketed. So consequently, the, the traditional long-term care insurance policies, we don't see as many of those as we did before. There's still, you know, quite a few out there, and I, uh, uh, you know, for those people that have got them, you know, just stay in touch with your, uh, you know, make sure you're still paying your premiums and all that good stuff and just keep an eye on the policy. A lot of, of they're, they're modifying what's available now. For example, uh, there are, you can purchase a life insurance policy that has a long-term care rider. And that means that it's, it's life insurance, but if for some reason you find yourself in a position of needing long-term care, you can flip that policy over to pay for those costs. And uh, so that's a really nice option that people can go for. The other thing that we always want to make sure that people uh, uh, know about, which I did not know about this, and this impacted my family directly, uh, people who uh, are uh, have served in the military, who have access to veterans' benefits, a lot of people don't know that VA will uh, assist in paying for that type of housing. Uh, we found ourselves in a situation where my father-in-law uh, needed uh, to go into a uh, assisted living facility, and we learned about this. And uh, my wife, you know, reached out to the folks at VA, and they were they were kind enough to help her understand what she needed to do to try to get this set up. And it it allowed him. He now he also had a long-term care insurance policy, but. Between that and the VA, it was it was it made the difference of him being able to stay in this facility. So I encourage people learn what a, what a, a benefits are available to you uh, if you're a vet, so that you you know what those options are. Ray, let's go ahead and give the folks that uh, toll free number to call if they've got some questions to ask about the uh, Medicare Assistance Program, and again the website. The phone number is one eight hundred. 
763-2828. The website is oid.ok.gov, and there's a button on there for the Medicare Assistance Program if you'd like to go directly to our page. And then that website, if people want to go around and look at the, the drug plans for themselves, is medicare.gov. So, you know, we want people to call. If people want to call Medicare directly, they can always call 1-800-MEDICARE. They're, they've got uh, a call center. It During open enrollment, the wait times on that can be very, very long. Uh, so, you know, if they want to call someone locally, please give us a call. Call 1-800-MEDICARE. Use the Internet. Uh, or if you want us to teach you how to use the, uh, these websites, we're happy to do that as well. Ray Walker, the Director of Medicare Assistance Program at the Oklahoma Insurance Department, our guest on our program today.